Today's podcast is brought to you by our very good friends at Practice Evolution Prime. Practice Evolution Prime was created to bridge the gap from school to success. You can be successful, you should be successful, and being successful takes work. You have to gain the skills and foundation to be the sought-after family chiropractor, and our goal is to create extraordinary family chiropractors. This program is not easy. It will challenge you. It will push you. We choose to only work with doctors and students who are teachable, principled, and willing to work hard to improve their skills, practice, and their lives. If you are interested in learning more about this program and to apply, or if you are a patient looking for a PEP Prime doctor, visit our website, pepprime.com. That's pepprime.com, or call the Practice Evolution Program at 801-281-1646. Hey everyone, and welcome to the KiddoCast for Chiropractic Families, the world's first and only podcast committed to normalizing complementary and alternative care, particularly chiropractic care for children by sharing the experiences of the doctors in the trenches. In our time together, we will talk with pillars in the alternative healthcare world to give you the tools you'll need to make positive change in the health of your children today. Simply put, we're here to change the trajectory of modern healthcare. I'm your host, I'm your Dr. Host, Daniel Dr. Bronstein. I'm a pediatric and family chiropractor certified by the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics and the director of the Beacon Clinic of Chiropractic in beautiful Grover Beach, California. And guys, I have to say, today is probably one of the most uh, exciting moments in the history of the kiddo cast because we have with us today the matriarch of modern pediatric chiropractic, chiropractic. Jeannie Ohm. Dr. Jeannie Ohm has practiced family wellness care since 1981 with her husband, Dr. Tom. They have six children who were all born at home and are living the chiropractic family wellness lifestyle. Dr. Ohm is an instructor, author, and an innovator. Her passion is training DCs with specific techniques for care in pregnancy, birth, and infancy, forming national alliances for chiropractors with like-minded perinatal practitioners, empowering mothers to make informed choices, and offering pertinent patient educational materials. She is the chief executive officer of the ICPA and executive editor of Pathways to Family Wellness magazine. Dr. Jeannie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. So Jeannie, um, you know, as as a chiropractor who's been in this profession for a long time and has seen some uh, pretty interesting evolutions and some changes, I'd love for you to track your history very briefly and kind of tell us, you know, what you've seen come and go in the world of uh, pediatric and pregnancy care and chiropractic. When uh, when I went to school, I was fortunate enough to go to a school where we we learned pediatrics. It wasn't called that then. We were adjusting kids, babies, animals. <laughs> so we graduated with those skills. And we went into practice, of course, having a family practice. We had, uh, by the time we started our practice, we had one and then our second child. And they were, you know, we were checking them and patients. We were explaining to them the importance of chiropractic care in pregnancy and the newborn and whatnot. And back then, it wasn't as well known as it is. However, chiropractors did accept it as, you know, depending on your school of thought as, yeah, sure, of course, you adjust children. And techniques were adapted to be able to uh, accommodate the the infant and the child's spine. So, so that's how it was. And, and then, you know, as 
things evolved. <laughs> the schools got sort of kind of away from um, offering that as part of their curriculum. And um, Dr. Larry Webster, uh, who, who was a, you know, uh, let me use the term old-time chiropractor with a family practice, lots of people were saying, how are you doing that? How come you're seeing so many kids? How do you, how do you adjust them? And so he started the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association late 80s. And, um, you, you know, it wasn't even that he wanted to start something. They just, uh, chiropractors started asking him to fly out to their city and teach and whatnot. And thus formed the ICPA and its, in, um, its certification program. It was the first certification program of its kind for pediatrics in the early 90s. And, um, you know, it developed since then. In 1997, he passed. And in 2002, it moved here. And, uh, you know, what we see now is really a need as the schools have so much requirement going, you know, that, they, that they're just required uh, to, to have the students learn so much by the time they're graduating. Uh, Hands-on pediatric care isn't as... Um, hmm, prominent as it maybe could be. And so the postgraduate program has grown significantly to be able to offer those skills based on what they've learned in college and then, boom, move from there. Uh, so that's from a chiropractic perspective of where it's gone. From a parent perspective, when, when patients would come in, you know, in the early 80s, it was a lot of explaining and understanding and getting them to realize and demonstrating this is how gentle the adjustment is. Okay, great. But now what's happening, and I do believe it's got a lot to do with ICPA and uh, getting the message out there to the public and certainly through the doctors, um, that moms are coming in with newborns. Of course. You know, I've been under care throughout pregnancy. Yeah, this is going to be my first stop on my way home. Or I'm going to ask my chiropractor to come and check my baby, you know, right after he's born. So, so there's, a, there's a shift in consciousness happening in the public as well as they're becoming aware how safe, how gentle, and how effective chiropractic care is for infants, children. Um, so it's kind of exciting to, to watch this. <laughs> it, you know, that change in consciousness, it, you know, it has a lot to do, I think, with uh, a, a sort of evolving, you know, appreciation uh, by parents my age um, in, in their own participation in their healthcare, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm on I'm on call as we speak right now for not one but two moms who will probably deliver at the exact same time uh, at the recording of this podcast. Um, uh, but uh, mom is uh, <laughs> mom number one is is on her her fifth pregnancy. Uh, you know, we're you know going through some um, some adjusting some analysis with her yesterday while she was uh, actively laboring. And, um, you know, she gets up off the table and she just says something like, uh, you know, I, I can't believe everyone doesn't have a chiropractor in their pregnancy. How do they do it? You know, and it, it's it, it, when I first graduated from chiropractic college, um, you know, I was naive, just like most chiropractic graduates are. But, you know, now, you know, almost seven years into practice, I'm starting to think the same thing. Um, 
the ICPA, you know, is really the gatekeeper for pediatric chiropractic and education and, and uh, the betterment of, um, of all chiropractors who take care of kids. Uh, do, you, do you see a future uh, in, in sort of short order where all pregnant moms will have access to chiropractic like that? I do see that. And I saw that when I first started teaching because having had six uh, births myself and knowing pregnancy and knowing the benefits of chiropractic care through and then seeing so many women in my practice, pregnant women, uh, the benefits, the safer births, uh, the less interventions. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, I, you know, when I started teaching, it was, it was kind of like a goal. Um, there's not going to be enough chiropractors to take care of this need when pregnant moms really understand the importance of balance in their pelvis, no interference to their nervous system, what that does, how that benefits their own um, quality of life and their developing baby as well. And then, of course, birth. So, so uh, yes, I, I do see that. And the fun thing is I, I love being like on a chat room or I, not chat rooms anymore, but Facebook and somebody saying something along the lines of, um, oh, blah, 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 this is going on. And somebody said, Didn't you, aren't, aren't you going to a chiropractor? Go to the ICPA and find one. And same thing with a kid. I, I remember in practice, the first time my mother walked into the office and said, okay, my baby you know, is two weeks old and I'm here and I'm not sure why. I know there was a, a rough birth and it was intense and I just know he needs a chiropractor. I'm not even sure what to do, but that's what I know to do. And I almost fell off my chair saying, it's happening. You know, yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I have to say, um, you know, in my second year of practice, I started getting, you know, families bringing their kids in like that, you know, not, you know, my kiddo is constipated and I need him to poop. It's my kiddo isn't isn't, you know, online and I just know that I need to bring him or her to see a chiropractor and the craziest thing is you know where I graduated from that thing th that type of presentation would have been totally uncalled for um, but uh, now I you know as a chiropractor who's been doing this for a while I just cannot unlearn what I've learned I can't unsee what I've seen the fact is chiropractic care is is immensely powerful uh, when applied uh, in this way um, it's it's great. It's it's very exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> so, I mean, every single day in my office is just a party, and I know you know how that feels. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I have a couple questions, and you brought this up uh, uh, previously. Um, one of the things you talked about is quality of life, and uh, having been at the Mastermind uh, with you and with the rest of your faculty in Virginia in March, um, we talked a lot about quality of life um, as, as a sort of a research metric. Um, and for the parents that, that are listening, uh, and I know there's some docs that are listening as well, um, you know, a gold standard in research uh, to identify, you know, whether or not we're doing what we say we're doing and how to make us better is really using quality of life, right? It's, it's how is your quality of life affected by what we're doing? Um, and it looks like already with the primitive research that we've already kind of put together that uh, quality of life is, is massively increased uh, as a result of chiropractic care uh, in pregnancy. Can you speak to that briefly? 
You know, on the very first study that we did, it was just for safety. And I remember we ran it here in the office, too. And it was just asking patients as they come in, we, we give the adjustment, the, the next adjustment, follow-up, follow-up, you know, any adverse reactions. No, 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 you know, the parents kept and I remember the parents of my patients said, when are we going to start talking about the good stuff? <laughs> you know, the stuff that's happening. And so we did record that and we found that immune system function improved, uh, their ability to, to sleep, their ability to focus and concentrate uh, improved, their attention improved, um, improved as well. And that was, that was like icing on the cake. We weren't even looking for that, and that started coming out. And now Joel has has gone involved with, uh, it's called Promise, and the um, quality of life form that you're able, parents are able to fill out. Well, now we have even children, seven years and older, filling, filling out what's happening. And their improvement in quality of life after just one, two adjustments is significant. Just how they're perceiving changes in their whole life. And what, what we're talking about there is physical, emotional, mental, and social well-being. That's huge <laughs> because we're talking about all aspects of, of our lives that yeah. are affected when our nervous system is cleared from interference. Um, yeah, so, so it's, it's amazing data that's coming in and Joel's <laughs> dealing with, um, this, this database that we have. He attends these medical conferences every year where the medical doctors are doing quality of life as well. And he gives preliminary reports of how many participants we have and the results that we're getting. And, um, his colleagues are saying this is off the charts, um, so it's it's fascinating. Um. You know, it's I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, you know, this was an ongoing theme in the first season of the KiddoCast. We're talking about interpersonal dynamic changes as a result of uh, whole families being under chiropractic care. Um, you know, in my office, as I'm sure is the case in many of the folks that we work with, um, you know, when one person comes in to get checked, uh, it's mandatory. It's a policy in my office that everybody else gets checked. Um, yeah. and it's, it's because if families tend to do exponentially better on that interpersonal side, the metaphysical side, uh, when they're all under care versus, you know, just one person who may happen to be sick at a certain point in their lifetime, right? That's, that's why chiropractors do not treat symptoms, right? We locate and correct vertebral subluxation as a point of interference to the nervous system so that our patients and practice members, can live a completely fulfilled lifestyles, right? Um, I do have a question with regards to birthing culture, you know, and I, I know you have a lot to say about this, especially, you know, with your experience in delivering your babies. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about the changes in birthing culture that you've seen over the last, uh, you know, several decades? And what do you think, uh, what do you think needs to happen there? Um, <laughs> oof. That's a, that's a 12 hour, hour class right there, but, <laughs> but very briefly, you know, when we decided to do a home birth and we did unattended because we couldn't even find midwives. So that, that kind of, uh, tells you how it was, <laughs> but we knew we wanted our kids at home and there were no home birth midwives or nurse midwives available to be there. Um, you know, the, the amount of material that was available, there was Ina Mae Gaskin's book, Spiritual Midwifery 
okay. <laughs> and, and that was it. So that's what we read. And, and we approached it. Um, we did, you know, work with some midwives in understanding birth better. But then it was so difficult to, to get your hands on and to, to, to get information. And that has really, really grown. The, what they call the normal physiological birth movement has, uh, it's amazing how it's grown. And to the point where there are midwives and, and doulas, I didn't, I, there was no doulas back when, when we gave birth, you know, to our first few kids. I remember somebody walking up to me and introducing a higher medulla I said what's that and and so that was a very new thing happening these women who are trained men and women who are trained to to come and um help the mom support the mom throughout pregnancy um uh, so, so the, that's something that has arisen, uh, you know, consciousness of all the things surrounding birth and care of the newborn, uh, uh, breastfeeding, co-sleeping. These weren't even, uh, well, breastfeeding was a term, but uh, baby wearing, <laughs> you know, these things weren't even words back then. Uh, and so people ask me, you know, back to us personally, how did, how did, how did you do that stuff? When nobody else was doing it, where'd you get the idea to do that? And, uh, you know, the, the chiropractic principles, you take all the 33 principles and just put it into three simple words. Life expresses intelligence. Mm. And, and so deducing from that, if that's the case, then my body is going to know how to give birth. And I'm going to trust that. And then, of course, I'm not going to cut the cord right away because that's the backup oxygen. And then, of course, I'm going to put the baby on my chest and hang with it, you know, immediately. And then, of course, I'm going to breastfeed as soon as it, it's able, and et cetera, et cetera. So we deduced if life expresses intelligence. And to align that with what's happening in birth, normal physiology, yeah, the, our physiological construct of, is, is an expression of that intelligence, mm -hmm. It knows what to do. Mm -hmm. so, so here we are, you know, deducing from that principle, and so are the midwives now. The whole birth movement is deducing from that same principle. Right. What a novel concept, right? Yeah, and parents are understanding that now. Having, you know, past couple of generations really being brought up in the thick of, of technology, and I have nothing against technology, but, oh, gee, I guess it's new technology. We should have five, six ultrasounds throughout pregnancy because that's what you do. Mm. Um, are now get shifting back to, to recognize, wow, whoa, 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 let's take a look here. Life expresses intelligence. My body knows what it's doing, and let me trust that. So I feel a, a big shift happening in spite of, you know, the C-section rate increasing and whatnot, there is awareness among women. Mm. And that is hugely important in their pregnancy, yeah. prior to their pregnancy, to, to look at this issue and to look at birth and to look at pregnancy and choose their providers correctly and choose that supportive team that's going to honor their understanding that, yeah, my body can do this. I, I, I can do this. And who's going to be with me to help, you know, help me know that? You know, I'm reminded of, uh, uh, well, 
<laughs> I should be reminded because it just happened yesterday. Um, <laughs> I have a patient who I've been taking care of through all three of her pregnancies. And, uh, she's so funny because, um, her first, well, her first two babies, um, you know, were born, uh, in, in succession. The first pregnancy was a little rough. She sought out chiropractic, uh, a little bit more aggressively, you know, in her second, because, you know, the story that we hear all the time is, you know, I just don't want that to happen again, you know? And, um, she goes through, you know, a, a pretty solid, uh, you know, kind of schedule of chiropractic care with me. And she works with two midwives and she has support network and she has her husband on board and her second baby, uh, you know, two pushes, boop, boop, falls out on the yep. floor. And, uh, you know, the midwife almost didn't make it, you know, and it, this was an empowering event for her. Um, and we, we joke about it because she just recently uh, got pregnant again. Um, it was kind of an accident, but uh, she's still excited because... You know, she sits down in our office after she lets us know that that she's pregnant because the chiropractor is always the first person that moms tell when they're <laughs> pregnant. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she's like, you know what? Uh, I, I think I can do this. I think I'm good to go. Um, we'll have a midwife on call, but I, I think we're just me and my husband are just going to make it happen. You know, and, and, and liability things, you know, uh, aside, um, I'm looking at her and looking into her eyes and, and just kind of supporting her through this. And I, and essentially I'm just saying, you know what, you're right. You can, she had the experience and she knows what her body is capable of now. Uh, and she's going to make it work. Um, I think, you know, when I first came into chiropractic, you know, I was a C-section baby myself and it was because my mom was told in the eighties that that's just what we do, right? We just have C-sections and in 20 years, everybody's just going to have a C-section because it's easy. You go in, you don't feel anything. The baby's born, boom, everything's great. And the culture, you know, it's made a full kind of 180 since then. Mm -hmm. uh, when I see moms, you know, who've had C-sections where they feel like maybe it wasn't the right thing to do. I mean, in a lot of cases they feel, you know, assaulted, right? And as they should. Um, I, I know you know this about me, Jeannie, but, uh, you know, for my listeners who don't know, I, I spent uh, a good amount of time in, in Geneva at WHO before I graduated or um, and then immediately after I graduated from chiropractic college. And we worked with um, uh, chiropractors, uh, uh, Chinese medical doctors, uh, uh, Korean medical doctors, Japanese doctors, you know, folks who, who practice sort of traditional uh, folk medicine. Um, and as such, we also worked with uh, the midwifery group uh, who were kind of in the corner of the building with all the other weirdos. And one of the Millennium Development Goals for WHO was to increase midwifery access uh, worldwide. And uh, the group came out with a policy statement uh, when I was there uh, that recommended a, a certain percentage of C-sections in any kind of industrialized nation that had access to sterile instruments. And the percentage uh, was 12%. <laughs> Um, we right. have a 36% C-section rate on average in the United States, uh, three times higher than what's recommended. We spend more money on birth and healthcare than anywhere else in the world. Uh, I think, I think that's a question that we really have to ask and chiropractors, you and I, and everybody else who's a doctor who's listening to this show, we see this more often than not, right? right. Um, you know, as a chiropractor myself, you know, one of my goals is to try to change that trajectory, you know, and give moms the tools they need to be empowered and realize, Hey, my body is built to do this. It doesn't exactly. need any help. It just needs no interference. Right, doc? Absolutely. And, and the thing that's interfering with that the most is the, the fear component and the marketing that's gone around birth that, Oh my gosh, you, it, it, you have to do all this. You know, and, and that's going to save your lives. Um, well, 
if that were really true, we wouldn't all be here because right. <laughs> modern obstetrics is pretty new, uh, you know. So uh, our most recent issue of Pathways, our spring issue, talked all about the history of obstetrics and how we were misled to believe that this was an essential for birth and how midwives were pushed out of the way, mm. actually trained the OBs and then pushed away as second-rate citizens, and it's kind of, what? Wait a minute, what happened here? <laughs> um, so so I, I agree, too. And for women to, to recognize and to read, there's a lot of information. To, uh, read, read, not just what you get in your OB's office. Read more and ask questions. You know, and this is what I want, and this is what I want, and, and are you open for this? And, and again, if that office isn't the, the right one, find another. Right. Find another. And, I, I think uh, I think some of that also is is kind of what's happened. It's perverted the um, the the sort of healthcare economy. It's we're talking managed care, right? Because I, right. I live in a fairly uh, rural environment, um, and I, I I think you do too, and where where you live in Pennsylvania. Um, although I've never been out to to see your property, um, the the hardest part. Um, just a little south of where my practice is, is that uh, there, there's an overwhelming sort of medical Medicaid population, and the incre- incidence of C-section we found increases astronomically when managed care is involved, uh, when mm-hmm. state-sponsored care is involved, because it, the there isn't really a personal responsibility for for that care, All right? And that's not to, meant to cast aspersions; it's simply just what we've observed, and um, right. it's problematic because it takes all the power out of the hands of the mom. And then, I mean, think about it this way, right? I mean, our our best midwives that we work with very closely in this town they charge what, like five, six thousand dollars cash to have a home birth. And on a scale of all things economic, that's pretty cheap. But when it's out of pocket versus, you know, whatever your copay is, uh, it's, it's a totally different equation, right? It is. But to speak to that, I laugh how some people, you know, will, as soon as the baby's born, start a college fund. <laughs> right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's like 20 years away. Let's deal with the now. Take out a loan. Instead of the car, take out a loan for your birth. It's irreplaceable what happens at birth. You, you know, it's it's just the to allow a child to go through that natural process um, and the mother as well. It's empowering, but physiologically, it is the best thing possible for that baby's nervous system mm-hmm. and for them to express their full potential for the rest of their lives. So so looking at that perspective, it's worth, you know, whatever it takes to be able to hire somebody, step outside the system. Mm. The system is a sickness care system. It's not a health and well-being care system. Mm. So if you want to make that choice, we have to be proactive. Fortune, same. You want to make choices for food, for good foods, it's more expensive. Yeah, it's just the way it kind of is, and uh, it's difficult. Um, but if we we can choose wisely, yeah. you know, we can choose wisely and take some extras out of our life that we really don't need and focus on what's most important. Right. Yeah. And that birthing process, I think, uh, you know, a lot of it just comes from like you were talking about. It's 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 the television, you know, it's the mass media has, has sort of convinced us that, you know, birth is is a condition, right? As opposed yeah, to yeah. what our bodies are naturally programmed to do. 
Um, you know, in that vein, uh, Jeannie, I, I feel like I, I have to bring this up with regards to, you know, the types of patients that I see in my office, uh, because, you know, I, the types of kids I see, um, they tend to be a little sicker. Um, yeah, I do have a wellness practice, but I, I tend to attract uh, more challenging cases. It's just kind of the way that my practice has unfolded. And so I see a lot of birth trauma. And mm-hmm. what we're noticing is that, uh, and I'm, I'm sure you're very, very much aware of this as well, otherwise you wouldn't be teaching what you teach, um, that uh, birth trauma is directly correlated to um, essentially a traumatic uh, birth on behalf of the mom, right? Um, um, uh, subluxation, pelvic floor asymmetry issues, uh, pelvic floor strength and, and core stability problems. Uh, I know you just got off the podcast uh, uh, a little while a back little while with... Back. Um, uh, Lindsay Matthews, and I know she talks a ton about that. Um, it seems like birth trauma is is the sort of injury zero uh, for a lot of these kids as far as vertebral subluxation is concerned, which is why chiropractors want to check babies as soon as humanly possible after they're born, right? Absolutely. I mean, we're working diligently to have access to the hospitals in San Luis Obispo County. We've been lucky enough to have access and privileges at the birthing center in San Luis as well. Um, the sooner the better. I mean, it's a policy in my office as well. I check the baby within at least three days to make sure everything is working the way it's supposed to. I'd love for you to speak to that. And, uh, you know, honestly, if, if you see that things have changed over the past 30, 40 years with regards to birth trauma and babies. Uh, um, <laughs> well, well, the amount of pull that comes out, even in your normal natural birth, is more than, than is necessary. A hands-off... Um, uh, approach is not usual. Uh, and a lot of it has to do with if the mother chooses to get an epidural, she's numbing everything from her waist down. <laughs> so uh, it's harder to come out. Certainly, if her pelvis is out of alignment, it's going to be more difficult for that baby to come out naturally. And and that's where chiropractic care comes in throughout pregnancy to create that balance so that the baby can line up the way that, that it needs to, remove interference from the mother's nervous system so that her uterus and all her muscles can function the way that they're supposed to. But when that doesn't happen, when, when the baby isn't allowed to come through naturally and there is pulling that's occurring, when she's flat on her back, which, which makes it that much harder for the baby to come out, then they need to pull. And of course, the use of forceps and vacuum, uh, it's documented the, the percent of injuries. I mean, it's known. And it's just like, well, your baby got stuck. Did they get stuck or the mom, you know, was her pelvis out of alignment or was she inhibited from being able to move around because she had the epidural, which was numbing the nerves to her uterus, which at that time need 100% nerve supply going to function. Mm. Um, you know, and then even a C-section, it's, it's not like, oh, just gently lift the baby out. There's, there's trauma with that as well. Mm. Now, that said, having had all six kids at home, no interventions at all. I could move in whatever position. I was well-adjusted throughout pregnancy. Some of my births were harder than others. I mean, one of my kids was 10 and a half pounds. That's that's kind of big for me. Um, he had a big head. And, and, you know, for some of them, we checked them all right away. Some needed to get adjusted right away, some not. My daughter-in-law had a home birth, and the... During labor, the baby decided to go breach, as bizarre as that is. I don't know why. 
uh, we have our theories that the intelligence of the body knew what was going on, but that's another whole story. However, you know, he had difficulty at birth. Um, I made an adjustment and his breathing normalized. So, so it's kind of like maybe if there was a chiropractor present at all births to be able to, should there be a situation where they do have to pull, and that should be a lot rarer than what's occurring, but should that happen, that they need to use a device or whatever, that a chiropractor can check these babies' spines immediately. And, you know, we hear the stories from midwives, we publish them in Pathways, there are case reports written on it. When a chiropractor gets called to come with a midwife, just doesn't feel that the baby's up to par. Something's not quite right here. Calls in the chiropractor, a little tiny adjustment, and this baby starts to breathe right, the heart rate, you know, kicks in, um, the color comes back, and, and... uh, it's just the nervous system is the most important system in the body. It controls everything. Right. If something is blocking that, then function won't be as optimal as it can be. Mm. So, uh, with the with the amount of um, the the amount of low risk of adjustments for babies, and we found like no risk <laughs> for adjusting babies. I know you, you can't say no risk, but there really wasn't present. Uh, and, and these babies being able to breathe, do what they need to do right away at birth. Wow, if that could save them one week, two weeks for, uh, in NICU and all the, the separation from the mother and the sugar water getting put in them and all the other uh, drugs and tests and whatnot. Ah, and if it could just be a little adjustment that would get that child regulating, yeah, uh, it yeah. just seems silly. <laughs> it goes <laughs> such to a try long that way. first. <laughs> no, it goes such yeah. a long way. And it's so funny because, it, again, I came from a, an educational structure where taking care of kids was, um, was, was, a little, was a bridge too far, right? And getting into private practice and being around other giants in a profession who take care of tons of kids and start to see these types of, I mean, I don't want to say miraculous, but it was miraculous from my perspective. Some of the crazy things that would happen with these kids when you just remove garbage and allow their systems to work the way they're programmed to. It's just, it's yep. just absolutely, absolutely fascinating. We still see it on a daily basis every day in my office and it's a beautiful thing. Um, what was I going to ask you uh, with, with regards to uh, you know, the parents that are listening, right? Um, Obviously, there's a lot of folks who are already under care. You know, they have their kids under care, and that's a that's a great thing. But for folks who are listening to who maybe haven't ever been to a chiropractor before, uh, they've never brought their kids to a chiropractor before, but they're interested. Um, what would you tell them? Uh, what's what, what's your call to action to these folks to make sure that their kids get checked? Well. I, I uh, it, it, you know, a lot of times show us the research. How can it help? I, I try to go to core values. Right. Can you resonate that life is expressing intelligence? And can you resonate and, and recognize that the body's an incredible self-healing organism? And that if there's any interference to the nervous system affecting that function, 
um, wouldn't you want that removed? I mean, even a mom comes in with uh, her kid with ear infections and whatnot. I say, we don't treat that. We're not treating that. You can treat that medically. You can treat it, um, you know, naturally. You don't have to treat it at all. But what we do is reduce interference to the nervous system so your child can function better. And no matter whether you treat it or not, don't you want your child to function their very, very best? Mm -hmm. I've never had a parent say no. <laughs> um, and then I demonstrate how gentle the adjustment is and, and demonstrate um, how, how easy it is. Uh, you know, I guess I, I, I like to go to that principle to get, to get people to recognize within themselves so they realize that makes sense. I remember going to the chiropractor, Tom and I, I had fractured my spine hang gliding, and after a year of uh, no help in the medical profession, we went to a chiropractor. And he explained the whole principle and this idea of intelligence. And we just said, how come nobody's ever told us this before? Mm. You know, that the spine and the brain and the nervous system, the importance of, of having that free and open. And, and we said, this makes so much sense. So we immediately got under care, and then, of course, shortly after, <laughs> going to school, it made that much sense to us. So I think people just don't realize what it is. Chiropractic has been put into a pigeonhole of bad back and kind of physical therapy uh, sort of perspective, and that's not what it is at all. Yeah. And I mean, kids, <laughs> kids don't have back pain, right? I mean, some do, but that's not a good thing, right? And, you know, when we see kids, you know, the symptoms really are, they're, they're not the most important thing for us, uh, for those of us who, who do this type of work. A more important thing is to make sure those neurological objectives are working, man. The nervous system is the most important system in the entire body. And if it isn't functioning up to 100%, then uh, things go sideways. Um, Absolutely. And really, those of us who are trained, those of us who have worked with folks like Jeannie, I mean, that's that's our, our passion. It's our mission. It's our, it's our singular uh, sort of guiding principle um, in, our, in our practices, and that's why our kids uh, shine a little brighter. Um, they're a little bit healthier, and uh, chiropractic kids are just different, right, Jeannie? I mean, they, they're just, just yeah. different kids. <laughs> they are. They are. They're expressing more life, no doubt. and that's a wonderful thing. <laughs> so, um, guys, uh, if you have any questions, because I, I do have a ton of people you know, calling me or texting me and saying, hey, do you, you have a pediatric chiropractor or a chiropractor who sees children or a chiropractor who sees pregnant moms here or there or in, you know, wherever. Um, the best place for you to go uh, to find uh, that chiropractor is ICPA, the number four kids dot org. Um, there's a find a chiropractor button and uh, that has our entire uh, uh, sort of um, membership listing there. So you can find docs who are Webster certified. You can find docs who are uh, certified by the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics. You can find diplomates. Um, um, you can find and even easy, an easier URL discoverkidshealth.com Oh there that's right we did talk about that at the summit didn't we Gene And it brings it brings you right to that same page we figured let's make it easy you know letters and numbers all kind of together discover kids 
www.chiropracticalhealth.com. And then you can read a lot of information there as well to understand more about chiropractic and certainly to, to be able to find a chiropractor in your area. There's tons of research up here. There's tons of good articles and a bunch of other things. If you folks are not subscribing to Pathways to Family Wellness, I recommend you take care of that too. The magazine is incredible. There's all sorts of amazing resources in there. And Jeannie, you know, before I let you go, um, can you talk very briefly about what's coming up in March? Because I just bought my flight uh, to get out to see you guys in D.C. I want to be an early adopter on this one. Um, I'd love for you to chat a little bit about what's coming up. Well, we have a summit every few years, and it's uh, it's open for chiropractors, other holistic practitioners, parents, um, patients, uh, office staff, etc., to 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 get a deeper understanding of that major premise, life expresses intelligence from different perspectives. So certainly there's chiropractors speaking. We have medical doctors and midwives and PhDs all, all coming from this understanding that it's up to us to, to take control of ourselves, our lives, our health, to make informed, conscious choices. And so it's a plethora, uh, four days, workshops, et cetera, for parents as well, and the doctors are in their workshops, um, to, for the doctors to learn new skills, for the parents to, to open up their perspectives of understanding ways that we can honor, respect, and 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 um, our children, <laughs> the whole natural process of pregnancy, birthing, raising our kids. Uh, it's it's just this really amazing weekend <laughs> that just <laughs> I don't I I don't know how else to describe it. It's a great place to be with with. Um, uh, real, real mind expanding kind of experiences. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, Jeannie. And, uh, I, um, I mean, that's why I was super excited. Just had to book the flight and make it happen and make the commitment. So that's the freedom for family wellness summit guys. It's going to be in uh, rest in Virginia from March 1st through 4th. If you're a doc, if you're a conscientious parent, and you want to be a part of this thing. I can't recommend it enough. You can go to familywellnessfirst.org. That's familywellnessfirst.org to get more information. And, um, by the time this podcast airs, Jeannie registration will be live uh, already. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I hope to see everybody out there. Dr. Ohm, thank you so much for taking the time out uh, this uh, Thursday morning. I really appreciate it. Uh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So you guys, if uh, this content is something that resonates with you, please, by all means, share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, share it on Instagram, and use the hashtag Normalize Chiropractic. Together, guys, we're going to change the world. Thank you so much for being a part of this, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.